Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report on a Tuesday. Uh, Some updates for you. Not many, still in a bit of a holding pattern, but that's okay. We'll talk about that. And also a thought that, you know, you've probably heard from me before, but it bears repeating because some people just have yet to understand. And and we're going to do some edumacating today, but that's all right. I think you guys uh, will appreciate uh, a PSA, I guess, is, is what I have for some people that still hand ring over recruiting on early signing day in December. So a thought on that, a couple thoughts on the holding pattern that we're seemingly in right now and a couple of guys. And uh, we'll see what happens. I, I guess the ball kind of has to get rolling by, I guess it's Monday of next week is really like the final day where something can happen. Either way, there's a lot to talk about. And I'm glad you guys are with me to do it. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. And this podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website of you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. You're in the market for office technology. So anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, uh, phone systems, IT projects, whatever the case may be. If you need technology or business needs technology and uh, office technology, and you are in the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, so you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. So here's a quick PSA, because I I noticed on signing day, we got the text into the radio show. I I got some texts from friends kind of whining about, and it was kind of the same message, like, we're paying a coach $9 million a year, and he can't recruit or whatever, and a lot of people were really upset about the recruiting ranking on early signing day. And, you know, state fans also got their shots in because their class was ranked higher on early signing day. And there are a lot of you, more of you, I think a majority of you kind of understand the approach. And he said it in his opening press conference and Lane Kiffin continues to maintain for better or for worse. You can be the judge of that that they're going to add players in a very NFL approach. They have free agency now. They're going to take advantage of it. Uh, They're they're going to take advantage of the transfer portal. They're not going to sign high school kids to sign high school kids. Other programs do that, and they bolster recruiting rankings. There have been coaches in Ole Miss's past that have signed kids that they knew could not play in the SEC, but did it because it helped recruiting rankings. That that, That absolutely happened with a former Ole Miss coach. This one's not going to do that, and he has told you many, many times. And yet some people still have allowed themselves to be stuck in the traditional line of thinking when it comes to recruiting. So as we sit today, this is really what I want to get to. It's uh, Ole Miss has moved up into the top 25 in recruiting rankings when you factor in transfer portal players. It's even better than that when you factor in average star rating because, for example, In front of them is Colorado. So Ole Miss is 20th. I'm looking at 24-7. Ole Miss is 20th overall when you factor in portal players, which, by the way, 
they're not done adding portal players. But they're 21st now. But average star rating is also something worth keeping in mind. Colorado's in front of them, but Ole Miss's average star rating is better. Ole Miss just has fewer commits than Colorado. 15 fewer than Colorado. South Carolina is ahead of Ole Miss. Guess who has a higher average star rating? So now you're already up to 19. Auburn is in front of Ole Miss, but guess who has a higher average star rating? Ole Miss. Michigan is ahead of Ole Miss. Guess who has a higher average star rating? Ole Miss. So right now, and again, they are not done. This isn't over. They're not done. Right now, in terms of average star rating in the recruiting class, Ole Miss is 17th in college football. Could it be better? Yeah, I'm sure it could. But uh, you've got a number 17 class, according to 24-7, right now, and they're not done adding players out of the transfer portal. There are holes in the roster. Absolutely, there are holes in the roster, that, and you, you hope that they address them in time. But this goes to show you again that the hand-wringing over recruiting rankings in December is a foolish exercise. It is done by people that cannot think, cannot adjust their thinking with the changing times. Things have changed a lot in college football. The early signing day is probably going to get eliminated. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Greg Sankey spoke pretty candidly about the early signing period and how there's really no benefit. It is impacting coaches. It is impacting programs. Programs feel like they have to make coaching changes sooner during the season. It's disruptive. It is not constructive. It is a problem, and they want to get rid of it. So if he's speaking so candidly about that, you can probably expect in the future the early signing period to just go away. I expect that to happen. So people's lines of thinking need need to change. We talked about it on signing day. The blue chip ratio for Ole Miss's very small class was above 50%, and only 15 programs in America have a roster that is more than 50% uh, blue chip prospects. Ole Miss's class this year was over that. It is currently, when you factor in transfer portal players, it's the same. So when you got an average star rating or an average player rating of 90, and you're the number 17 class in college football, uh, I think you're doing okay. I think it's going to be fine, especially in a year where... How do I put this? It's... They have positions of need. I'm not saying that they, they, they don't, because they do, but... Last year, it was more desperate in terms of what they had to get at the transfer portal, I think, than than this year. I think they were more desperate a year ago than they were now, for whatever that's worth. They had to get a quarterback. They got two this cycle, but they had an incumbent starter, right? And Jackson Dart was good last year. We've talked about that before. Uh, we didn't know what Quinshawn Judkins was going to be, and neither did the coaching staff. They loved him, but they didn't know he was going to be what he was, so they had to go get Zach Evans. They they had to go get a tight end in Michael Trigg. He didn't pan out, but they had to go get him. It, it feels that they had to go get Troy Brown. It was desperate. They had to. They had to get multiple guys on defense, and, and they do now as well. But it did feel like it was a little more desperate last year than this year. But still, at the end of the day, this class that is still, as of right now, not complete, is the number, what did I say, number 17 class in college football when you factor in portal players. It's almost like they have told fans, 
over and over again since he was hired at the end of 2019. This is going to be the approach. This is going to be how they do it. And it shouldn't surprise you when in December they have a small recruiting class. Should not surprise you at all. It still surprised some people. And yet here they are with the number 17 class. Very, very good haul of players. They're not done. They need linebacker help for sure. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, They're still looking there. I I think they're still looking at defensive line. I think they're still looking at a lot of places for sure. But um, the class ended up being a good one, uh, despite some of the frustration uh, early. So anyway, Uh, Santarian Perkins, by the way, got his five star, uh, got his fifth star. He always should have been one. But after uh, the the all-star game circuit and after the season that he had and the state championship that he had, uh, he is now a five-star in most places. Uh, he's still a four-star on 24-7, but the composite has him as a five-star. Absolutely deserved, and it also underscores just how important signing him was for two reasons. One, you needed linebacker help, for sure. And two, if you're going to be a program that takes that next step, you have got to lock down in-state players like him. And so we talked about him before. You guys know how special of a prospect he was or is and how important the signing was. But him getting that fifth star uh, underscores how important his signature was. There's only about 30 of them, depending on the service you look at, in the country. And one was right in your backyard. And to lock him down and fight off Alabama and fight off your new defensive coordinator uh, to get him was a really really big deal because they're still pretty thin at linebacker. They got Monty Montgomery. We talked about him already uh, from Louisville. That was a big pickup, but they're still pretty thin at linebacker. He's going to have to come in and play. At least I think he is. And most people believe he's talented enough to do so regardless uh, of how desperate Ole Miss is, but he did get his fifth star and that is absolutely uh, deserved. Absolutely deserved. He is uh, that good. According to everybody uh, the coaching staff, uh, uh, people that I've talked to, and um, yeah, anyway, so his talent is getting recognized by the awarding of that fifth star. That is happening, I guess multiple outlets have now changed their um, um, their ranking from four to five, and so he, he is getting what um, what he deserved. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern right now. I said that at the beginning, and, and here we are now, and a handful of guys. A couple of them uh, are, I guess, still technically Ole Miss players, even though they're in the transfer portal. And uh, one Mississippi State player, uh, Tysheem Johnson, for what it's worth, apparently visiting Miami today, uh, also possibly considering Texas A&M. I don't sense that people think that he is returning to Oxford, although uh, apparently they're attempting to do so, waiting to find out what he decides there, because just like Ole Miss, these other schools also have a a drop-dead date when it comes to adding classes, so a decision for him is going to come very soon. Same thing with Igbenosan, Davison Igbenosan. Uh, There was back-and-forth reporting or thought that, you know, Ole Miss wants him back, obviously, because he's a good player. Um, the, The collective is or has presented him with an offer, he, I've even heard he wants to stay at Ole Miss, but the the money that is being offered elsewhere is not going to be matched by Ole Miss because it's starting to get into a bit uh, like a ridiculous number that, that he's being offered by other SEC schools, at least a couple of them uh, I heard this morning. But 
Either way, uh, still waiting on a decision from him as well. It was reported that he was visiting Texas A&M last weekend, and then it was also reported that he never showed up and that he was never visiting, but he was. And it was this is all I I don't envy the the jobs of the recruiting reporters. It, it has gotten so it's ridiculous, and I don't know how they keep their sanity when covering stuff like this. Guys in town, guys not in town, and they, they've got to. They they got to kind of protect the obvious, which is this school's offering him more money because that's technically against the rules, even though everybody's knows what the deal is. And it would just be better for everyone if we just talked about it openly, but they can't do that because they'll burn bridges. And it's just, it's just a mess. It is just an absolute mess. And uh, we'll find out soon, I guess is the point. I know Ole Miss wants to keep Igmanosin. I know they want to keep Johnson. I think Igmanosin more so than Johnson. Uh, but they want to keep them both. Obviously, they played a lot of football for them and at times played good football uh, for them, especially Igbenosin, who was young, kind of hit a freshman wall. But, you know, that's to be expected. He was a good player. We'll see what happens. I, I know that the collective has been working specifically with Igbenosin. It just may – there may be a point where they put their foot down and say that's too much. And I, I respect that decision because you don't need to be overpaying for everybody. You have to draw a line somewhere. You have to be, you have to be smart with your money. You've got a good bit of it, but you got to be smart with it. And if somebody like a Texas A and M is offering a very significant amount of money, then you, you got to just let him go because it would be stupid to match what I heard that they were offering earlier today. It would be stupid on Ole Miss's part if they matched uh, what he was apparently offered. So we'll see what happens there. I got asked this morning about Dylan Johnson. I, I don't know. Uh, we talked about it on the radio show some yesterday. Hey, Dad told us that he was on Mississippi State's campus still. He has uh, um, has not left, but th- that doesn't mean that he's staying either. Uh, waiting and seeing on that one for sure. I know Ole Miss would, would like to have him. I think Ole Miss should consider adding a running back in the next portal window, if not Dylan Johnson, if he stays at Mississippi State or ends up going to Washington, which that's a long way from home. But if he if he ends up staying at Mississippi State or going to Washington or not going to Ole Miss, I do think that they should be in the market for another running back. We don't know what Bentley is capable of yet in the SEC. He got hurt last year. He was obviously a distant third behind uh, Judkins and Evans, but even still, I mean, right now you've got Judkins, you've got Bentley, you've got an incoming freshman, and that's it. I mean, you and that's a position of volatility. Guys get hurt often, and as we saw last year with Evans, uh, I, I don't know if you can or, or you want to count on Judkins staying healthy through almost 300 carries next year. Uh, they need depth there for sure, and, and I'm curious to see where they go if Johnson – ends up going somewhere else. But that would be a really big pickup for Ole Miss. I think Johnson's a really nice player uh, who, who wasn't used enough because the the offense that he was playing in, the new offense at State would, would use him more, obviously, uh, because it's not the air raid. It is a, a more traditional in terms of run pass than, than what they were previously running. But even if he was running running back two at Ole Miss – he would still get a ton of carries. I mean, Evans missed games last year and still got more carries by a significant margin uh, than Johnson did last year. So he would get his, and you would be able to have multiple experienced SEC backs in your backfield. You could keep Judkins healthy. And 
I want to say you wouldn't miss a beat in the running back room, even though Zach Evans has declared for uh, for the NFL. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Apparently he's on Mississippi State's campus, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's staying there for good. Sounds like some reporting out of Mississippi State is that you know they think that that he's gone, and I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's it's just a mess, but something to uh, keep an eye on for sure. Lastly, for you, there's a new staff member, a defensive backs coach, Kinoto Hudson, who previously worked with Lane Kiffin at a, a couple of stops. He's at Western Kentucky right now. Uh, he was at Illinois. He was at Illinois under Lovey Smith, and he recruited and helped develop, I assume, the uh, Illinois defensive back who um, – Won the Thorpe, right? Did he win the Thorpe or went to the Thorpe? One of the best defensive backs in college football was recruited and developed by him. He was also at uh, FAU with Kiffin. Uh, I mean, I would love to sit here and tell you it's like this great home run hire and boom, Kiffin nailed it. This guy's awesome. I don't know what Illinois and Western Kentucky's defensive backs were like. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew. The stats say that they picked the ball off a lot, and that is something that you can't deny and that I can tell you without having watched them. Sometimes I feel like talking about staff hires is a little bit of lying involved because did you watch Western Kentucky's defensive backs last year with any intent? Because I didn't. But the numbers say his defensive backs that he has coached um, intercept the football uh, a lot. They create turnovers. It is um, it is something that they've done at every stop of his uh, among the best in college football. So on paper, the, the stats say, the numbers say that – uh, he's good at what he does because they intercept the football a lot. Uh, also, interesting deal with Lane Kiffin hiring familiarity uh, this time around on his staff. His staffing turnover, uh, the, the guys that have come in have worked with him in the past. It's a little bit different than what you got last year. So for whatever that's worth to you, I find it interesting, if nothing else. So there's your quick update. Kind of a holding pattern, just kind of waiting for stuff to happen. but. Um, the recruiting class is shaping up pretty nicely, honestly, at uh, at this point. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you when something happens. There's also a basketball game tonight, but I'll see you when something happens, and uh, hopefully that is soon because, you know, content and whatnot. See you guys on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.